Hey everyone, welcome to our podcast. I'm Sally. I'm Linda. I'm Ming. And we're moving along. This week, we discuss our experiences having the talk and navigating the transition from casual to committed relationships. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but before we really dive in, um, Christmas, for those who celebrate, is only a few days away. So I'm really excited. Um, I'm going home to see my extended family in Ohio. Uh, what are you guys excited for? So I'm excited to go to the chiropractor with my partner. Um, I got him this appointment as part of a birthday present and I'm also curious to see what they actually do because if you guys watch chiropractor videos to see how they like they like crack all their joints and things so I'm excited to see that IRL and maybe experience a bit. Mm -hmm. Are they going to the chiropractor for like specific concern? Um it's like an intake appointment so they give you like an examination and see if they need to do anything. Oh have you guys ever been to a masseuse before? I would love to. Mm. Yeah, I have no interest. <laughs> really? I don't want anyone to be touching my back. Oh, I love massages. Yeah, I love massages. But you've never had one. No, oh, you makes me oh, massage. Non-professional. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sally, what are you excited for? I'm excited, I guess, to see my extended family in New York over the break. Um, yeah, we always go to New York over Christmas, and it's nice to see the family get together. Although, I just saw them for Thanksgiving, which is just like a few weeks away, but... It's still nice to see them again. I know the time in between Thanksgiving and Christmas is so short this year, um, but it, I, I'm also excited to just get away from the residence, from the academic zone, and just yeah. kind of relax and chill. My mind has already shut off, so. <laughs> yeah, ready to go. Yeah. Okay, so if you don't know what D- DTR means, it stands for define the relationship, which is when um, you guys have the, the talk. talk. The talk. Yes, yeah, so... Kind of defining, oh, are you a relationship? Are you friends with benefits? Are you just friends? Are you friends with the possibility of something more? Is it a situationship? Is we it have a close relationship? Yeah, a close relationship. Yeah, so there's all these things you need to talk about. It can be a stressful, but sometimes necessary conversation. Communication, yeah. is, Communication key. is key, for sure. But I think it can be a really stressful conversation, um, especially if you're not really sure already how it's going to end up, like mm-hmm. if you think it could go either way. Um, but it'll be exciting to hear everyone's um, experiences, experiences because I don't yeah. know if we've already talked really in depth about this. Mm-hmm. So let's dive down deep into our <laughs> stories. <laughs> Linda, why don't you tell us about how you met your significant other? Um, so we started talking on an app, but we actually went to high school together. So that was kind of how we started having a conversation. Um, and then so we've been together for almost like a year and a half year and a half now so we didn't really have the dtr conversation i think it happened like more naturally or intuitively i know that i was kind of stressed about it because i like to have everything like defined and also i think we had a conversation early on about like polyamory so and we talked about how that could be like a beneficial way to approach relationships and so i was Sorry, can we define polyamory for those who don't know? Um, so polyamory is having a relationship with multiple people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a friend who is polyamorous, and he's in a relationship with two other married people who are also with um, other people. Mm-hmm. So just having multiple partners. And there's, like, different forms. Like, they could know about each other. They could be, like, partners could be in relationships with each other, or it could be more separate. But anyways, so I was, like, I wanted to see open 
minded, but like deep down I can't do <laughs> yeah. I can't be polyamorous. So I, I was like that was a source of tension for me. I was like, Oh, are we poly? Are we gonna be like monogamous? And then I think just one day we started just saying like partner or like girlfriend and like I didn't object to it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of how we define the re- mm-hmm. define the relationship, yeah. Was your partner more um like more leaning towards the polyamory and you right. weren't trying to do that? like what I don't, that up? I don't think so I think we were just like having a conversation okay. and then you just wanted to be open-minded yeah and then as like a source of anxiety I kind of like latched on yeah. to it yeah mm. so, so you said that you actually wanted to like define the relationship mm-hmm. but you never actually did did you have times where you wanted to break it up but you just never came up or um I think that's something that I can work on like being more uh, forthright with mm-hmm. what I feel because I think in other ways communication comes very easily to me but sometimes it doesn't because this is a kind of stressful conversation if yeah. you get an answer that you don't like you have to be prepared to like accept it and show show a good reaction um, but for other types of conversations like what what would be considered cheating um, what mm-hmm. we do in this situation I think those are all important conversations that carry the same like gravity as the what are you also like approaching the the talking stage versus like committed the committed stage I think there's different actions that you can also do to show how much um you have to show your feelings mm-hmm. so you have to show it before you can even like attempt to have that conversation or sometimes it's like easier to um, show it rather yeah, than like say yeah. it because I feel like my love language is <laughs> primarily like acts of service mm-hmm. um, whereas my partner's is really good at words of affirmation so that kind of characterized how we expressed um, express where we were to each other I think especially now in this digital age some might say or like more um, modern age with apps and stuff like that especially in the college um, atmosphere, we don't really know when you go into a relationship where it's happening or if, even if it is going to become a relationship. Like, it's much more um, open-ended than, say, like when my grandma would talk about meeting people in college. Every time you met someone, it was with like the full intention of like potentially marrying someone. But now that's not the case because you can meet someone and like date them for like a day. A day. Like, I guess that's not <laughs> dating. It's more like hooking up, but like hooking up or like dating them or eventually marrying them so there's a much more like broader range of what could happen so I think Mm -hmm. that's what adds to the anxiety of that question more Mm -hmm. um when you and your partner started talking or just like casually did you see something coming of it or were you like oh like we'll see how it goes or like what what were you thinking I think when I was thinking it was more like we'll see how we'll see how it goes and then as like time goes on you kind of just like become more integrated into each other's mm-hmm. lives. So even, I feel like even if you don't have a conversation, sometimes it can be like obvious what's happening. And then if you both accept it, then it can just like flow. Mm-hmm. I think um, actually back going back to what Ming said about like the modern age of dating, um, it's actually kind of interesting how different like colleges have different dating cultures mm. um, and more, I guess, conservative universities. Like I have a friend who went to Liberty University and she told me like even like freshman year, all she could um, hear about like from her friends, like finding someone they can marry in college. Really? Like that was their end goal like in get college. Like an MS degree? Like, well, no, no. Like their end goal in college was like to find someone they can marry and their like goal was to be married like at 
by the time they graduate college, which mm-hmm. is crazy to me because like here in like a more public university, like everyone's just like, I guess everyone's first approach to dating is just, I don't know, more like casual dating, more hooking up, just seeing like who they like and trying to figure out what mm-hmm. kind of person they like. Um, but yeah. I think, um, speaking for myself, I'm not the type of person who does want a hookup relationship. I never had any interest in just flings or anything. I I do want a more committed relationship, but being in this environment where that's what people are expecting, mm-hmm. I almost had to like lower my expectations to be like, okay, this guy I'm talking to, he probably just wants to hook up. Yeah. So that's all you yeah. should expect. And that kind of like... It's hard. It's hard to lower your expectations, but at the same time, I also couldn't imagine being at liberty, like, thinking, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to marry this man. Yeah. yeah. I totally agree with that because I guess being in a public university really, like, made me change my perception of, like, relationship, too. And, well, we can talk about that later when it gets in my story, but... Yeah. Yeah. You want to start your story? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> I met my significant other um, through, actually, a lot of factors i guess we kind of joke about it that like the universe is trying to bring us together or whatever (laughs) well that's so soft (laughs) yeah we were actually so we were co-workers um in the department of resident life Um, i was (laughs) i was a community assistant or ca in easton and he was a ra or residence assistant in easton as well and we kind of met through training and like just i don't know like interacting in at the desk together and we also met through our class that was like a lab class we had together and since i like met him through training or like no actually i think i met him before uh, yeah i met him like a semester before through training and we kind of had like some interactions um in the fall semester when we met and then the spring semester we were lab partners for this class so that kind of like what that's kind of what kicked off this whole relationship, mm-hmm. I guess. We would, like, stay up late nights in Oakland, or one of the dorms, um, studying and, like, writing our lab report. And we also had some mutual friends, which is another factor that brought us together. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we would study together, like, all of our mutual friends in Oakland. Um, honestly, if it wasn't for our mutual friends, I don't know if we would study so- together so much. So that was also, like, an excuse <laughs> to see him because we're, like, hanging out together. Um, so, yeah. So was it one of those, like, classic stories where you were just friends, study partners, and then gradually, like, yeah. feelings developed? Or was it something in the beginning? Yeah, did you, like, know going, to, I'm going to trap this <laughs> man? Or maybe not trap, but, like, I like him. Um, I don't know. Like, I was kind of confused at that time because mm-hmm. um, I had, well, I was kind of, like, trying to stay away from, I don't know, like, any romantic relationships or, like, um, like exploratory things because I... Well, it was a little bit, um, I, like, experimented with different, well, <laughs> go ahead. I go had ahead. explorations with other people, like, in freshman year, like, mm-hmm. I tried to, like, see what I liked, and it didn't really like anyone that I was actually, like, um, seeing, I guess, well, not really seeing, just, like, talking to, mm-hmm. um, and then I was kind of scared of being, like, in a relationship at the time, because I still wanted to, I guess I still wanted to explore. I didn't really know, like, who, what kind of person I liked. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I was just, like, not. it was very new to me. I've never been in a relationship before. Um, but what, like, kind of started it, it was he started, like, I guess we started hanging out one-on-one more. We would get lunch after lab. Or I guess it was dinner by the time <laughs> um, after lab. Um, and it was kind of like a routine for us. 
And after, like, our late nights of, like, doing lab reports, he would walk me back to my dorm, and I thought Aww. that was really sweet. Mm. But I don't know. In my mind, I kept, like, trying to tell myself, like, oh, maybe it's, like, just a friendly gesture. Like, But then my <laughs> friends were also telling me, like, oh, he's totally into you. <laughs> like, you should go for that. And then <laughs> one of my friends was actually like, oh, my gosh, your babies would be so cute. They oh. would have, like, blue eyes and be waging. <laughs> but anyways. <laughs> but, yeah, I was, like, I, I was kind of hesitant. But it was until when he made the first step. Well, actually, I had I heard rumors that he actually liked me from a different mm. friend. Um, mm. And I was, like, kind of shaken up. I was, like, I don't really know how to react. Shook. Like... <laughs> I don't know, like, I wasn't really sure, like, if I could see us in a relationship. And also, if we went into a relationship, like, what would happen to our friendship? Like, if anything happened to us while we were dating, oh, like, we wouldn't be friends mm-hmm. anymore. So yeah. that's also another thing to consider when, like, you're, fr- you're in a relationship with someone you're friends with. Mm-hmm. So, but finally, um, he kind of, like, sat me down. He was like, hey, well, with a little liquid courage, he was <laughs> like, hey, I really like you. And then I was like, I heard. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. But yeah, um, it wasn't very, I wasn't very romantic, which I felt bad for him. But anyways, yeah, we started like hanging out more after that. And then finally, like, we we didn't really define a relationship until like a week or so later when one of our coworkers was like, so what are you guys because everyone like everyone on the staff was like we could mm. feel the tension between mm. you guys there's a lot of catalysts <laughs> catalyst. yeah and then our co-workers was like so what are you guys and then we we're like uh i don't know and then he um he like um uh, so we sat down and he was like what are we oh so he brought <laughs> yeah it up. i never initiate i'm really bad at that i don't yeah don't want to approach it's really hard to approach those topics for me. Yeah. So I'm really glad he likes he's like initiating stuff, or else I don't even know if anything would happen if he didn't. Initiate. Why do you think um, you're so hesitant to initiate things? Do you think it's just like the fact that you didn't? I mean, because we all didn't date in high school, right? Yeah. Um, so is it that like lack of experience, or is it something else? Yeah, it's definitely the lack of experience. Like I don't really know how to. I guess words. Mm. I it's really hard for me to express my feelings. Yeah. Or is it like um, as sometimes. a girl, you feel like uh, also like I feel like, has, like traditionally yeah. it's the guy, which like I know it's not very progressive for me to say that, but, but it's still like a factor. It's something yeah. I like that the man is like forward. Mm-hmm. I guess so. Also, we like didn't talk about this, but like the confession stage is like mm-hmm. also. I mean tangentially part of the final relationship like you confessing that you like mm-hmm. like each other that sounds yeah. so like uh, like like <laughs> yeah. yeah but is it like you can do all these things and not have feelings like That's you true. could mm-hmm. hook up you could hang out and still not like develop feelings so mm-hmm. i guess that's part of why like dtr might be important yeah i guess at the point when we define the relationship i like i was kind of even though I was, like, not really sure what I was getting myself into because I've never been to, in a relationship before, I was open to trying, like, new things, I guess. And I really liked this person, so I just wanted to give it a go. And I guess, like, after we started dating, that's when my, like, emotions, I guess, my feelings about him, like, mm-hmm. began to grow, grow even more because, I don't know, before you date, like, you're not, like, you're not, you're never as close as you get while you're dating. For like, sure. That's true. You don't see, like, all the sides of this person and you don't, I don't know, like, it's not the whole view, mm-hmm. like, once you get to know them. It's I remember. It's completely different. Um, yeah. 
when you first were like we were hearing rumors about maybe like you guys are hanging out a lot yeah like, do you guys like each other and then i remember you were like no no no, i don't like him i have a crush on someone else oh my God. was that like a defense mechanism Can like you talk about you didn't, i would like to know more like you didn't want to admit that you liked like your current um, mm-hmm. significant other or wait does he know about this no. Oh my. Well, we're still in the season. <laughs> well, yeah, it was definitely a defense mechanism because mm. I did not really like that person <laughs> that you were talking about. Um, it was just like a person could latch on to be like, oh no, oh it's like someone, someone yeah. else. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know, I just kind of want to throw you guys off the scent too. <laughs> Surprising. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I don't know, I just like, it's because coming from like a, being a friend of Ming's who's always like, fawning over her crushes. Oh, we'll talk about that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want, I didn't really feel like I was, like, doing that. I, I didn't want to be the person that was, like, oh my gosh, <laughs> okay, that's so attacks. nice. I like, can't be like you. Like, like, I, that's not my personality. Yeah. Like, I don't like being that kind of, <laughs> no offense, no, but, no, like, I don't no, like, I don't like, like either. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I'm becoming, like, me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I think what Sally is talking about is that ever since college, I guess, I have been very vocal about when I had crushes, even mm. like tiny minor ones that like, oh, I just saw a cute guy. Mm-hmm. I would immediately like tell them and text them. Yeah. And I don't regret that. That's just part of my personality. But I'm very, very emotionally um, transparent, I guess, when it comes to that. Because mm-hmm. to me, it's like, it's just a crush. Like nothing's going to come of it. It's kind of like a fun like thing to gossip yeah. about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think when it comes to like an actual relationship, Actually, I'm still pretty, like, vocal about that, too, so... Yeah, like, how do you feel your transparency kind of translates over to talking <laughs> actually with your partner? Uh, yeah, I think my partner and I are really good at communicating. Um, mm-hmm. That's something that I admire most about him is because we're just very... While we might have, like, a lot of layers, like... like Onion? Again? Strike? <laughs> uh, <laughs> at least to each other, we're pretty open about it mm-hmm. because we do know that communication is such a big thing, and so I think we prioritize that, but... Um, I guess we first met um, kind of weirdly through my big and Tassa. So my big and my um, significant other are like best friends. So I was always hanging out at my big's place. Um, and then I would happen to just run into... Um, just happen. Just happen <laughs> to run into um, my current significant other. But like, I had no interest in him at all. Okay, but it was very suspicious how often you went over to your base place. Okay, if you guys like, actually... You guys are there again? <laughs> to be honest, I was more interested in just bonding with my big... Mm-hmm. Like, I enjoyed his personality. He has a girlfriend, so I was like, nothing's gonna come of this, so mm-hmm. therefore it's like a safe, like, relationship. Because I feel like I'm the type of person that if there's a guy who's straight and, like, single... And we're, we, like... What's the possibility? Yeah, like, it's always yeah. just, like, what's the possibility? Yeah. Like, we get along as friends. There could be more. Mm-hmm. So, but with my big, there was, like, no. There is no more because yeah. you're my big and because you have a girlfriend. So, I was more comfortable with hanging out with him. But what I didn't realize is that um, my significant other was also just hanging out with me. And somehow he, like, we were hanging out. And I got this feeling that he liked me. But I wasn't, like, sure about it. And so, I remember telling you guys. I was stressing <laughs> out. It's, like this changes everything, and, like, <laughs> like, what is our friendship dynamic going to be like, mm-hmm. and, um, eventually, we went, he confessed his feelings to me first, and I, like, rejected him. You were so Friend cold. <laughs> okay, I wasn't cold, I really thought about this, I was sweating over it, but I 
ultimately valued our friendship way yeah. more. And mm-hmm. I was so scared of like the repercussions of like what would happen to me and my big, what would happen to our friendship. And like he was pretty involved in Tassa and I didn't really want to have that kind of, I knew it would become a really visible relationship yeah. if we did start dating. So I didn't want any of that. So yeah, I said no. And then over the summer, eventually, uh, he wiggled his way <laughs> through conversations. Well, because texting. he said no, but you kept hanging out with him. It, it was like nothing changed. So. I know. And in that part, I do feel, feel like, like he still wanted it. He must have been so stressed. Yeah. <laughs> We've talked about this, and he was definitely like, what were you doing to me during that yeah. time? But it wasn't int- – I just had mixed feelings because, at least for me, when someone says they like you, I start thinking, I mean – Do you really? Like, yeah, that was maybe? the way for like, me to, like – do you really like me? Like, yeah. why do you like me? And then yeah. I start overthinking it, and I'm like, uh, maybe. Like, maybe I could see something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I and I enjoyed hanging out with him as a friend. But yeah, long story short, eventually the next semester in the fall, um, we were talking about our relationship, kind of tangentially. He was like alluding to like liking me, and I was like, maybe I do like you. <laughs> maybe if I admit it, or like. I also just didn't want to lose this chance in mm-hmm. case I did, so then... Mm. And Linda was like, make your move. Yeah, oh, Linda so was... <laughs> Oh, you're so proud to tell this story, aren't I you? facilitated this Barely. relationship. But I think it was, like, when me and Ming and um, him were hanging out, and then I think I left, and I texted Ming, <laughs> like, now's your chance to and get, I to get him. And I have a MacBook... <laughs> I have a MacBook, so, like... Obviously, he saw the message. You can see the text yeah. on the screen. And he saw it, like, pop up, and we both stiffened. <laughs> we both saw it, but we, like, ignored it, and then it was just awkward from there. And we've talked since, and he was like, from there I knew. <laughs> from there I knew. That was his sign. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Linda. And then, eventually, we kind of just, like, hung out one night, and, it, like, we just confessed, I guess, or he confessed, but we wanted to keep it quiet so we didn't actually define the relationship at all mm-hmm. we were just like in my mind I was like this guy is I know him and I know that once he starts dating someone he goes like head first and he's in it for the long haul mm-hmm. and I still didn't know if I was ready for that I I was like Sally like I was like maybe I do still want to explore like this mm-hmm. is only like we're still in college yeah, and still this is young. our chance yeah. and I hadn't really dated someone before and I do enjoy that flirting aspect of talking to people and like mm. was I ready to give that up but eventually after like a week <laughs> we talked and we're like okay yeah yeah we're we're committed so yeah. it was kind of a combination of your two stories when having that conversation like we didn't explicitly have it mm-hmm. but after like a week of still like hanging out it was like implied at that point so yeah, I can tell there's a lot of, like, tension going from friends to mm-hmm. a relationship because for me, I didn't, I don't think we had that, like, friends first mm-hmm. stage. It was, like, I guess, like, feelings immediately. Mm-hmm. So I think that made the transition a little easier because I feel like if we, we were friends, we would have definitely needed the DTR mm-hmm. yeah. conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you both knew what you were getting into, like, going into the dating stage. Yeah, because so. it was kind of, like, yeah. romantic feelings right. immediately, yeah. which is kind of, like, how, like, the context that you interact really, like, necessi- necessitate yeah. how your DTR will go. Yeah, it's definitely about the context, because the person I was talking to before, my significant other, I went into that, like, thinking, wow, like, I want to date this person, I have a really big crush on him, like, I think it's, like, I don't want to be friends, <laughs> I just want to go straight into it, and then I almost put him on a pedestal of thinking he was going to be this great 
boyfriend partner person mm-hmm. and he wasn't yeah uh, <laughs> <Lots> <laughs> <of> short, <laughs> he <laughs> was not he was uh, definitely below expectations he was white bread <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding we have strong <laughs> that's feelings. a little okay. bit too harsh but yeah it, it definitely is a different experience when you go in like already knowing in your mind like i'm ready to um like be romantic with this person mm-hmm. but like for relationships it's all like oh like it's messy gray zone like i don't want to mess up other friendships and yeah. potentially have like a domino effect in that friend group so yeah especially having mutual friends it's really hard like because you don't know what's going to happen to your friends once you guys like i guess aren't together anymore mm-hmm. you don't want to affect your friends yeah relationship and even just being in relationships i always saw either on tv or with my other friends like mm. i don't want to be that couple you know the ones that always try to like hang out with <laughs> yeah. the friend groups it's like they're know? a unit and together. like yeah i get you guys were friends but like why are you still hanging out yeah. like, as a couple mm-hmm. and so oh my gosh i hated that going on my scholars trip we had we were friends with this couple and like the whole time like exploring the city they were just randomly like run off on their own and we'd be like what the heck like are we supposed to meet up with you guys or what do you want us to do and like mm-hmm. they would just like kind of do their own things even though they still wanted to hang out with us but just like it was really annoying to me so mm-hmm. and it makes it makes things so much more complicated where mm-hmm. suddenly i guess in our society r- romantic relationships are more like prioritized, prioritized. Yeah. and so all of a sudden even though we're, we're all on equal like field of being fr- all mutual friends you're suddenly now gonna like put more investment into this relationship which is i guess mm-hmm. fair because it's new maybe and you're like figuring it out and you're like you really are into this person but it's like it, it does change the dynamics for yeah sure. when people say like your your partner is your best friend i feel like that kind of just like erases that your for us. your actual best friend or like mm-hmm. other friendships because having one person fulfill both of those roles really does like elevate romance and like mm-hmm. heteropatriarchy <laughs> uh, above like above friendships because people will move for their significant others they'll move for careers but like people usually don't move for for friends yeah. or for yeah. other things yeah or it's considered crazy to do that whereas if i was mm-hmm. to move like cross country mm-hmm. yeah you know you're just uh, investing in your romantic yeah. relationship yeah but I guess to some extent, I do agree that my partner is, like, one of my best friends mm. because mm-hmm. he's, like, a per- the one, like, well, one of the, like, few people that I confide, like, a lot of things to. And he's, like, the first person I talk to, like, even for, like, insignificant things my day, like, he's one person I can go to for that, who, like, wants to hear that kind of stuff, so. Mm. Yeah, it's nice having it's someone nice. who's, like, kind of obligated yeah. to, like, listen yes. to yeah. you. Yeah. That obligation is something that I really value (laughs) which sounds kind of possessive but not in a possessive way it's always like have someone having your back and I think Mm -hmm. being in a long distance relationship right now is something that I've really felt missing is having that physical support with you because Mm -hmm. I know that you guys support me I know that we're all friends but we're all busy and obviously in society like with that relationship difference you're not obligated to be my ranting people Mm -hmm. and so I really feel like I miss having that support system. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting how like roles in relationships can um, can kind of develop because for, I guess in a long distance relationship, like emotional support and things like that might be more important, but in relationships when you're living together, you might prioritize working together, um, doing household things, um, or fulfilling that kind of role. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so in that case, what do you mean exactly by roles? I don't know if I'm getting that. For roles, like, different relationships have 
um, expectations or different rewards that you get out of it. I guess for romantic relationships, it can kind of be like that's your one like person, but that person has a lot of unique qualities that make them a good confidant, they make them a good supporter, um, that something, that someone that knows you really well. So I think that's what what I mean by roles, if you guys want to, I guess, like, is that valid? So you were talking about, like, the difference between long distance and then, like, seeing each other physically in person more mm-hmm. often? Yeah. How do you see that those roles have evolved mm-hmm. since you guys have, your relationship has changed, I guess? I think long distance, um, you become so much more reliant on yourself, which is probably a good thing, honestly, because we've been dating um, <laughs> a little over six months when we started doing long distance, and I think at that point I was well into the honeymoon phase where we were with each other all the time, we slept over with each other, and it, we were just always hanging out, and so the transition switching into long distance was really hard but in the end I would say rewarding it is coming to an end now so I can reflect on it and be like yeah I missed him a lot and I still miss him but you are basically forced to become more reliant on yourself and then Mm. how do you I've been dealing with this thing where like how do I figure out myself um as still in relationship like I am still in a relationship I'm still committed to this person but I'm also way more an individual I have to make myself happy when he's not available or there's a time difference and like he's asleep. So mm-hmm. um, the roles, I would say, I still depend on him for emotional support, but it's not always there. Mm-hmm. Like as much as we can send texts and wake up to them and stuff, like mm-hmm. it's not there immediately when I want it or need it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's definitely more dependent on finding it within myself, but also like <laughs> reminding myself in a way, which. Again, sounds bad, but it's like reminding myself that I am still in a relationship, so I can still go to him. Mm-hmm. It just it might be a little delayed. Yeah. Well, even though I'm not technically in a long distance relationship, um, transitioning from like living on campus with my significant other to like me commuting and he's still on campus has also ch- kind of changed our relationship um, this semester. So um, I guess uh, I guess the year before. We would eat dinner together, I would cook for him, and we would kind of like be together a lot, like almost 24-7, like um, studying. Because you had classes together, right? yeah, yeah, we had classes together. I, I guess we just did a lot of things together, and it was kind of comfortable like being together, but also I kind of felt like sometimes I didn't have my personal space. Um, like I couldn't, like I didn't really feel that comfortable, like just lounging around all day, like watching YouTube mm-hmm. videos like I would usually do at home when I'm by myself and like I don't know like just doing like other um hobbies that I enjoy um I feel like most of my energy was dedicated to like being with him and like Mm -hmm. um, entertaining him like watching movies together and we always had to do stuff together which I liked but also I also I definitely need my own alone time like as an introvert I need time with myself so this year commuting it changed our relationship like he was very like I guess it affected him a lot because he really needs like the physical like con- like contact and like seeing mm-hmm, each other, yeah. while I liked having some alone time. So we had like a little argument about that, but um, I guess he's kind of accepting it now. Like he understands that I like doing things on my own. Like I like exercise, like having my exercise time at home. <laughs> and, like I like some time when I don't have to like talk to him all the time mm-hmm. and just like focus on myself. So that's yeah, it's been nice for me. Yeah, it's good to like 
establish kind of boundaries, but also um, push yourself for the relationship because mm-hmm. I kind of relate relate to um, both of what you guys are talking about because mm-hmm. my partner graduated and so they're not on campus with me anymore. So we kind of lost a lot of that that easy time, which is like college relationships are so different mm-hmm. from yeah. like outside because you're literally living like like on top yeah, of each other. Yeah, easy, easy access. access. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. I I was like so bad at texting, but I know that um, they would appreciate if I like reached out more, kept in contact. So yeah. I I tried to do more, and it feels like it comes more naturally to me now, and I do appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. I think distance is a really great thing for a relationship. Mm-hmm. Like once you have that trust established, like you can really um, see how not how much you need each other, but like definitely like see how much you re- rely on each other and, like, yeah. what's mm-hmm. the limit, kind of. Yeah. Um, because, like, set a boundary. Right. Like, in Sally's case, um, she wanted that extra time, and maybe she wouldn't have known that if, like, you guys had still been, like, together on campus. Mm-hmm. And um, for me, I know that I miss that emotional support, mm-hmm. and, like, I took it for granted when it was here with me. So um, it definitely teaches, as cliche as that mm-hmm. is, distance does teach you stuff, and it does mm-hmm. make your relationship change yeah yeah in the context of relationships I feel like it really does reflect the parts of you that you want to like control like Mm -hmm. you like you have to confront sometimes or that you don't feel comfortable with and that's just like part of growth and um when I was single I didn't really have this I definitely understand where you're coming for from when you're saying that um being in a relationship really teaches you something even about your especially about yourself I'd say because I think this is our first real serious relationships for all of us, I would say, yeah. if mm-hmm. you guys agree. Um, and so I remember when I we were in that beginning stages where we're, we've defined the relationship, but it's like still new. And it really, you have to come to terms with yourself of having another identity, I'd say almost. Yeah. Of like, you're not just you anymore, you're someone's partner. Mm-hmm. Um, and that comes with a lot of responsibility. And for me, it was having to confront a lot of insecurities inside myself about like, am I too reliant on this person? Yeah. And, like, why am I too reliant on this person? And, like, I yeah. I just remember, I don't know if you remember, Linda, but at one point I was literally in the bathroom, like, sitting on the toilet crying. Um, and it wasn't even because of my partner. It was really just because of me and reflecting on myself. And I didn't know if being in a relationship was the right thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely understand where you're, like, it's definitely a – a teaching experience, learning experience. Yeah, because I would always be like, I don't like how I'm so needy. Mm-hmm. I like being needy is like a very like, I guess like stressful mindset to be on. But sometimes it's good to be needy to like reach out because that's what I guess like relationships really enable for. you to yeah. enable you to do. Well, I yeah. think when um, people hear needy, it's such a negative. Yeah, it has such a negative connotation, especially for women, mm-hmm. um, where we're always looked down on as being like oh you're needy you need to be saved and then us as I would say like modern (laughs) educated women who um have been taught from our parents that like you don't need a man like you need to be independent you need to focus on yourself and Mm -hmm. your studies and the fact that you are feeling needy about this man makes you again feel yeah it's like not feminist yeah like anti-feminist to feel that way it was against everything that we were like taught in college and high school and my parents um, actually had this strict, I guess, rule. Well, not really strict because I never even broke it, but um, <laughs> they had this, like, 
I guess, rule that I shouldn't date anyone until, I guess, college, because that's when they started dating. In high school, they didn't think high school was, like, you were old enough to start dating. You needed to, like, focus on yourself, focus on building your own career, focus on, like, your major and stuff like that. So dating wasn't really a big value to me, um, as opposed to, like, making something for myself Mm -hmm. out of this college experience. Mm -hmm. Also, when we were in high school, like, I, I feel like I was a real person in high school. I, like, who was that? On the one hand, I can't imagine dating someone in high school because I was already dealing with a whole bunch of my own, like, shit and hormones. Yeah. But on the other hand, I kind of wish I had that experience just mm-hmm. to kind of, like, a, a test run. And also, the fish in the sea in high school um, were not good. Yeah, let, let's, um, the, it wasn't great. It wasn't, it wasn't good, a great pool. <laughs> but, yeah, definitely being in, in college where we're more, I guess, Linda, you would say, a person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were dealing with all this stuff inside of ourselves. Do you think um, being Asian-American woman specifically, like, plays a role in any of this? For me, being an Asian-American woman and then feeling that, like, guilt of being needy was almost, like, double because, to me, it was like, oh, you're needy, you're that stereotypical, like, Asian woman who needs mm. to be saved, saved by a man at the very least. And so yeah. that was, like, mm-hmm. an additional weight on me that... I don't think um, my partner could understand fully. Yeah, because I feel like there's this stereotype about like being passive mm-hmm. and submissive that's kind of like objectified in Asian American women. So I feel like sometimes we have to like resist the stereotype. But mm-hmm. I feel like um, being like being soft and like <laughs> being like traditionally like feminine. Those are things that we should still reclaim because like mm-hmm. why is it like our responsibility to like dismantle this stereotype when it does hold qualities that I value not that being needy is um is that quality but being able to reach out being able to be vulnerable are the things I want to take away from that because we yeah. feel what we feel like no matter mm-hmm. what we're humans at the end of the day of it so the fact that I'm trying to like not feel guilty about my feelings it makes yeah. me feel guilty and it's just like yeah, a whole yeah, cycle yeah. and I don't and, like, I think that even though we, like, do have that emotional, like, neediness to our partner, I think it goes both ways. Like, our partner is also, they need like, us. they need <laughs> us, too. So I don't us. think that we are perpetuating the stereotype by, like, saying that we rely on someone because it's a mutual relationship. And, yeah, only through, like, mutually, like, relying on each other can it be successful, I feel like. I think that's a really mature understanding of relationships mm-hmm. where even we do have separate experiences as like being on one side of a relationship of the or the other but at the end of the day you're voluntarily in this relationship because you want to work together and form that partnership mm-hmm. and that is something i've definitely struggled with yeah mm-hmm. it was something you figured out by yourself because looking at all the the media narratives about romance it's so crazy yeah. like i feel like i haven't seen a realistic romantic narrative um especially like reading like YA stuff Mm -hmm. in high school I feel like each of us has have our own like realistic understanding of partnership and romance but why is the media so like sugarcoats everything they everything like I don't know even high school I thought it was gonna be musical everyone's like in their separate cliques in the uh, cafeteria and that was not how it is but yeah romantically it's just like it still, I think, falls back into that, um, those roles as man and woman and romantic mm-hmm. relationship, mm-hmm. and that really shapes how, like, we expect it to go, and when it, when it doesn't go that way, or when there's added identities on top of that, it just, like, yeah. <laughs> it becomes a mess. Yeah. yeah, but, like, reflecting on, like, our, like, experiences from defining the relationship, I think we can kind of 
put it towards our own identities, such as being mm-hmm. more assertive, um, reflecting on our own needs, like prioritizing boundaries, things mm-hmm. like that can really translate to being successful in other domains, like friendship, like talking to your like your supervisor um, mm-hmm. through like mentorship. If we ever get into that role, um, I think that's very valuable. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Um, really hope that you guys got something out of it. If you're tr- um, just entering a relationship or if you've been in one or if you're single and, I don't know, thinking about a relationship in the future, I hope that this helps you navigate the conversations that you'll have with your partner about defining the relationship and the roles that you guys play in the relationship. Definitely. And if you like this episode, make sure to follow us on Instagram at movingalongpod because we'll have some behind the scenes and some uh, fun ways to interact with us. And feel free to reach out to us um, about this episode or about other topics you're interested in at our email, movingalong at gmail.com. So we're on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify, but make sure to subscribe um, and rate or review us on iTunes. So until next time. Bye. Bye!